0: This is Stephanie and this is the Mocha Minutes podcast. Hey guys, before we get into the episode, I just wanted to let you know about something that's a little new here at the Mocha Minutes podcast. We are now participating in Buy Me a Coffee. So if you haven't heard, buymeacoffee.com is a place where you can show some um, support and some love monetarily to some of your favorite content creators. That includes me. <laughs> um, so it's in the increments of either $1, $3, or $5. And you can do as many as you would like. Um So I just wanted to let you guys know with love, 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 some support. So if you would go to buymeacoffee.com backslash mocha minutes, I would greatly appreciate it. It will also be in the show notes.
1: Okay, here we go. For all we know. May never meet again before you go. Make this moment sweet again. We won't say good (laughs) night. until the last minute I'll hold out my hand and my heart will be for all we this may only be a dream, we come and we go, like the ripples of a stream, so love me, Love me tonight, tomorrow was made for some, tomorrow may never come, for all we know.
0: hello welcome to the mocha minutes podcast or i should say welcome back i'm stephanie thank you so much for joining me um that song was made popular by Donnie hathaway Donnie hathaway has this rich timber to his voice for all we know it's probably one of my favorite songs of all time if i'm being quite honest i um ruben stutter definitely did a great cover of it and every time i hear that song it reminds me of my dad because honestly when we lose someone we don't know we have hope we hope that we can see our people again. And I really do hope I get to see him again in the hereafter and just laugh. But again, it's 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 a hope that I have. Um, back from hiatus, and I just want to thank everybody who has reached out. Thank you for everybody who is listening and rocking with the Mogwitness Podcast for whew, it'll be six. Oh my gosh it'll be six years in September um so I appreciate all of you for listening um I appreciate all of you um sending me nice cute memes notes general just love I really really do appreciate all of you I you've helped more than you know <laughs> um so I appreciate it. <laughs> What has been getting me through hiatus is one, the support of everybody around me, the love that I have for family, um, the love that my family has shown me, Um, great music, really good shows, entertainment, foolishness on TikTok. Water Talk has me in a chokehold, but it's about hydration and I love it. I love it being called Bougie Kool-Aid. I love seeing the different ways you can dress up hydration and make hydration fun i really like it it's like it's really fun i have looked for new things i've been following people it's just it's just fun and that's what i need in my life is fun i also have been thrown down this rabbit hole of on tiktok of watching of listening to am i people going like reading am i the asshole stories from reddit And either they're baking a cake. One is making ice cream. I've seen ice cream being made. I've seen most, a lot of like cakes with a lot of fruit in the middle. And I'm trying to, yeah, I'm sorry. I don't like y'all. I'm somebody who doesn't like warm fruit. So it's just like apple pie. I'm like, yeah, I will literally pick out the pieces of apple and eat the crust and the, it's so weird to me. It's like, I don't like hot uh, fruit. So, but I don't like, fruit fillings, like I don't like jelly donuts or that kind of stuff. Like, girl, I don't like it. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I found like a weirdo just admitting this out loud. So I'm like, why is this fruit? And I'm looking at what kind of frosting they're making. I'm like, girl, what is this? But also I see the ones where they had like the temple runs and it's like, basically it's like, you're making a little character move and collect coins. That's the other ones. But yeah, the MIT asshole tickety talk hole that I'm in is like, girl, what? um yeah so it's kind of like it's kind of crazy i'm also it's interesting to look at the for you page of tiktok like don't know if i'm gonna start switching to the people i'm following because that's what i did on twitter because the for you under twitter is just like girl nope you're gonna have my pressure up sidebar i'm not exactly sure why this is but my girl zell I never see her stuff under following. It's under for you. And I'm not exactly sure why, because one, we follow each other. It's
1: so weird.
0: I'm like, why don't certain people, I, certain people that we are mutual follows, mutual friends. I don't see them under my um, following. It's under my for you under Twitter. And I'm like, you know what? I was hoping that the the um, dictatorship that is Twitter would have like dissipated these two tabs and just re-merged it. But it's like, I don't know. Maybe people like it the way it is drives me nuts because you know for you is like for for my pressure to go up on twitter i haven't switched to that on tiktok because i just find more people and my fyp is just wild to me all right so i said i'm gonna create a do a solo dolo episode because it's a, a t- that has gotten on mama's nerves okay um that i was just like when I felt like basically, um, I just needed a mental break, and it's just like it became it became so heavy, and I just needed to break. I knew I was ready to come back when I could send, that I can actually go back to having conversations about stuff outside of reality TV with my friends. I'm like, okay, I think I think I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. So I'm very very excited about this, um, because one. I get to put out new content, but also anybody who is grieving, anybody like who is coming for me, I've gotten really great advice from people who have grieved and mostly people who have grieved like big losses. And the one thing that really sticks out to me is the best advice I've been given is that just be kind to yourself stop expecting yourself you are not like a rubber band expecting yourself to like snap back in sometimes you need a little bit more time and that is okay honestly and it should be okay like i think we think about like i'm like oh you got a good x amount of days to get yourself together and get back out there because one grief is not linear it's not cuz you can be good for a few weeks and all of a sudden you're like I just want to lay in bed and play on my tablet and watch funny things. You have those moments. I know I have these moments now. Um, But again, I got a good advice to be kind to myself. So I usually pass on that advice. Be kind to yourself. That being said, let me give you, let's get into some topics where I'm not going to be kind to some people.
1: Okay. So let's start
0: with the Jason Aldean of it all. So Jason Aldean, who... Yeah, girl. um, Jason Aldean is a guy who sings the country music. Decided to put a, in May, he put out a song called Try That in a Small Town. Now, here's the deal. We're going to look up the lyrics and I'm going to read the lyrics. This is exactly what the um, lyrics said. And by and also, <clears throat> by the by, Jason Aldean didn't write this song. He most notably, pointed out that somebody else wrote this song he just sang and it it, it spoke to him here are the lyrics sucker punch somebody on the sidewalk carjack an old lady at a red light pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store You, you think it's cool well act a fool if you like cuss out oh my god cause out of cops spit in his face stomp on the flag and light it up yeah you think you're tough well try that in a small town see how far you make it down the road around here we take care of our own you cross that line it won't take long for you to find out i recommend you don't try that in a small town got a gun that my granddad gave me they say one day they're going to round up well that shit might that shit might fly in the city good luck Ooh, shit. Lord have mercy. Try that in a small town. See how far you make it down the road. Around here, we take care of our own. You cross that line, it won't take long. For you to find out, I recommend you don't. Try that in a small town. Full of good old boys raised up right. If you're looking for a fight, try that in a small town. Try that. I'm reading this exactly how it says on this Thing. try that in a small town try that in a small town see how far you make it down the road around here we tr- we take care of our own you cross that line it won't take long for you to find out i recommend you don't try that in a small town try that in a small town try that in a small town okay so those to the song here's the deal I'm not saying that they're not liquor stores in small towns but if this is not a whole bunch of dog whistling also good old boys mm -hmm, is a good old boy mm -hmm. um if this is not a dog whistle I don't know what it is um when I first saw the discourse I didn't see the discourse until the video so when I mentioned it on my TikTok, it was I was basing it on the fact that the only thing I really saw like people had issue with was the video, and it probably is because people were looking at the video and maybe not think listening to the the lyrics because they're like, "Girl, what the heck is this?" Ahem. So I was like, oh, "Okay, I don't know." And the more I went down that rabbit hole on TikTok, on TikTok, you saw people saying, "What kind of song is this?" Then let's let's talk about the video. So like the video, he has a lot of um, footage of protests. But, you know, he'll label it as riot, stock photos, people destroying property. Interestingly enough, he didn't have any footage from January 6th, 2021. It's actually kind of interesting that that never comes up. You are not showing stock footage of, I don't know, um, white college town destroying their town when their team wins a big game, or just a game in general, or <laughs> sweet sixteen, and like uh, March Madness, like you, you're not showing that kind of footage. You're not showing what happened on January six, um, twenty twenty one. Here's the other thing about this: Jason Aldean is not from a small town. He's from Macon, Georgia, which is literally not a small town at all. So let's talk a little bit about um, the controversy. So the song was released on May 22nd and then a video was released on July 14th. So, th- and this is, I'm pulling some information from people.
1: Say out to Kelsey Gibson from people. Thank you, girl.
0: Um, <clears throat> directed by Sean Silva, the music video featured a performance in front of the Maury county courthouse in columbia tennessee where the 1927 lynching of Henry chode took place chode was an 18 year old black man accused of attacking a white woman the video also included visuals of vandalism and riots that appeared to take place during the 2020 racial injustice protests but as some on tiktok have pointed out some clips are taken from stock footage or from protests in other countries the location is a proper fil- filming location outside of Nashville, per tackle box the music videos production company they also cited several music videos and films that have been filmed there, including most recently the Lifetime original movie "Stepping into the Holiday with Mario Lopez and Jana Kramer, Runaway Junes, We Were Rich, video, a Paramount holiday film in Nashville County Christmas with Tanya Tucker, as well as the Hannah Montana film. In a statement to People, Tacklebox confirmed Aldean did not pick the video location. and refuted speculation about its history of lynching being tied to the video filming. Here's the deal about this. They can say, oh, Jason didn't. Jason Aldean didn't know. You know who did know? The production company. The thing about it is, is that that was the first thing. I If you look at the video, they're like, oh, well, other stuff has been filmed here. I'm like, yeah, but look at what you're actually talking about. You're talking about a holiday movies, which by the way, is just literally filming the courthouse that's in the town that it probably is supposed to be in. This thing, like... Where the other things filmed, literally dog whistles to um, people, to to the good old boys, to the white people who literally think they can just, one, they can have an issue with how the country is um, shaping up. But if a black or brown person says anything, it's y'all lucky that we let y'all do something. Here's the thing about this whole small town thing and the hillbilly of it all. The redneck of it all. You know something really funny about this whole thing when you see white people like Jason Aldean and how they perform and how they act? You're under this impression that hillbillies like police either. They don't fucking like them either. They don't like They don't like it. They don't like authority. So why are you under this impression that like not respecting cops or not liking cops or thinking cops are bad? Don't you think that's a black thing or a non-white
1: thing? Baby, are you kidding me. Have you been attention? Me. January 6th, 2021 was full of white people who literally don't this might be a phoney. They literally are committing treason. And
0: people aren't sitting here going like they are so unpatriotic. Y'all called Colin Kaepernick unpatriotic for years. You still do sorry, are you calling any of those people from January 6th unpatriotic at the same volume? Let me say that because there'll be somebody who says, no, 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 I said it, girl, nope, nope, we're not doing this. At the same rate and volume as Colin Kaepernick. Are y'all saying that about what happened in January 6th? Y'all barely even talk about it. People who literally, a woman who has a whole podcast had a whole 45 minute episode about a four and a half a five minute song called WAP. And how about that whole song? But could not find the words for January six. It's because one for some people, like that lady who likes to be real. It's easy to talk about something when the perpetrators don't look like you.
1: It's so easy to talk about that. So.
0: Let's keep going about the backlash. So it's about Henry Choate. It's about the place that you've picked. And the thing about it is, this is a Ca- Maury County courthouse in Columbia, Tennessee. You mean to tell me there were no other courthouses you could have got clearance to film at? None? You had to pick that one? Please. Okay. So we got the backlash because people ate his ass. So, after the video was released, Jason Aldean put out the following on his Twitter feed. In the past 24 hours, I've been accused of releasing a pro-lynching song, a song that has been out since May and was subject to the comparison that I, direct quote, was not too pleased with the nationwide BLM protests. These references are not only meritless, but dangerous. There is not a single lyric in the song that referenced race or points to it. And there's not, and there isn't a single video clip that isn't real news footage. And while I can try and respect others to have their own interpretation of a song with music, this one goes too far. As as so many pointed out, I was present at Route 91 where so many lost their lives and our community recently suffered another heartbreaking tragedy. No one, including me, wants to continue to see senseless headlines or families ripped apart excuse me, try that in a small town for me, refers to the feeling of a community that I had growing up where we took care of our neighbors, regardless of differences of background or belief, because they were our neighbors and that was above any differences. My political views have never been something I've hidden from. And I know that a lot of us in this country don't agree on how we get back to a sense of normalcy, where we go at least a day without a headline that keeps us Keeps us up at night, but the desire for it to—that's what the song is about. <sighs> Several things, because this was right after. So again, he's like, "This is not true." <laughs> he said, "I've been accused of releasing a pro lynching song. A song that's been out." So here's the thing. A lot of people said, like, why would you choose that courthouse? The courthouse of a horrific, tragic thing, which is literally a man was literally in jail. A mob came and got him, dragged his body to that courthouse and then hung him up there. And you decided, y'all, your team who couldn't literally do a Google search of these places and decided to do it anyway. But I don't know what's worse. The fact that he chose this or the fact that, you know, it's really odd. You. That's probably this courthouse is probably not a unicorn. There's probably a lot of places, little, try little small towns that have this kind of rhetoric, and have this tragedy and just toxic, disgusting history. This is not a unicorn. Um. <clears throat> there. Here's the other thing. There's not a single lyric in the song that ref- that references race or points to it. Here's the deal. This is what happens when you let white people discuss what's racist. Let's go to the lyrics, shall we? Cuss at a cop, spit in his face. Carjack an old lady at a red light. Pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, well act a fool if you like. Let me just be very clear. When you think about carjackings, what do you think about? What demo do you think of? You're not thinking of Kyle from a small town. You're not. You're thinking about a black. Or liquor store. A liquor store robbery. Here's the thing. White people love to or not. That's the thing. People love to say what isn't racist or transphobic or homophobic. Yeah, we get into just hilarious later. Um, because they're like, well, I didn't say this, so it's not racist. Here's the thing, unconscious bias is a real thing, meaning unconsciously you have this bias against a group. It's very interesting that the same people who have a problem with um, the Black Lives Matter, Native Lives Matter, any kind of non-white issue, non-white demo who was like protesting trans lives matter. Pick one that is protesting about how they are treating this country. White people sure do have an issue with that. But then want they want you to want it to be fine if they, I don't know, are going out massless, raw dog and air in the middle of a global pandemic and don't want nobody saying that. Brand tiki torches marching through a street. They should be fine. Committing treason Capital crimes at the White House, and not saying my and thinking that's okay. But you're telling other people, y'all just better be lucky that y'all can live in this great country. Y'all don't make a lick of sense. But again, racism isn't
1: logical. <sighs> I can't like he. <laughs> okay, so.
0: The references are not meritless. They have merit. It's not dangerous people calling you out, Mr. L. Dean. It's dangerous that y'all actually did this in the first place. Because the bad part about it is when it comes to this part of history, y'all don't ever want nobody to talk about it. But don't forget 9-11, right? Don't forget this, right? Don't forget that, right? Listen, girl, that was so long ago. So if anybody says to you, like you, they'll say like, oh, it was so long ago. You wonder why y'all think it was so long ago? Because a lot of photos from then are in black and white. Put them in color then you realize how literally, how not far away they used to be. Here's the thing about this. Because at first he would say, like right after he said, this remind me of just growing up. Again, I said he grew up in Macon, Georgia. It's like, girl, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, you, 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 you did not grow up in a small town. So what the hell are you talking about? So <clears throat> CMT pulled the video because here's the thing, people complained about it. Can I just say this? If you think black people get this pull, video pulled down, let's be very clear. I think white people complain too. See that's the other part that I think Jason does not realize. It wasn't just black people or non-white people who probably complained about this. Please know it's probably people oh, in a small town who probably complained about your ass too. Um. But two, um, when it comes to the viewing. Though the video was pulled from CMT, it has over 18 million views on YouTube as of July 25th. The so, the song also hit number one on the Hot Country Song chart and number two on the Billboard Hot 100. The track had the largest week of sales for a country song in more than 10 years, according to Billboard. See how lopsided it is. People complained, but people like that's the thing. They probably did a hate. Listen, a download's a download. Shout out to um Curtis. Downloads a download. That man. Oracle him so let's talk about how people came and dug in his little behind one Miss Cheryl Crow
1: up the
0: I just love Cheryl Crow I do so she said on her Twitter when it came to this song, at Jason Aldean, I'm from a small town. Even people in small towns are sick of violence. There's nothing small town or American about promoting violence. You should know that better than anyone having survived a mass shooting. This is not American, or small town. Like it's just lame. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, the fact that people have to say that, because here's the thing, it's very idealistic about Jason Aldean and say, this is how it happens in a small town. You want to actually get a real um, gauge of a small town? Talk to non-white people who've grown up in small towns. See how they were treated. Or better yet, introduce Jason Aldean to what's called a down town. Because some of these lyrics literally pop out like, you're acting like small towns are sundown towns. So um, for anybody who doesn't know what a sundown town, sundown towns are all white municipalities or neighborhoods in the United States that practice a form of racial segregation by excluding non-whites via some combination of discriminatory local laws, intimidation, or violence. Back in the day during Oprah's show, she had a show about race and she came to a certain town. Those people in that audience told her, girl, you better make sure you are out of town before sunset. Because if you are here after sundown, (laughs) you may not make it to sunrise. And that is what his song sounds like. So not only do you have, you know, the Blue Lives Matter, the terrible energy, the stock photos or videos from protests from other countries, not here in America. You literally send a gas, you literally literally send a dog whistle to the folks that's up in your views who listen to your music, who share this kind of disgusting rhetoric.
1: You literally. <laughs> uh,
0: and he doubled and tripled down. It's like, The thing about it is, I don't want to harp too much on Jason Aldean because one, he doesn't care because he doesn't care about other people. He can say that he does, he don't. Because the thing about it is, is that violence begets violence. So why are you talking about like, don't come to a small town? Sir, you don't even live in a small town and you're not from a small town, so you don't know anything. And the bad part about it is we talk about it and it's so hurtful. This is 2023 we're talking about, not 1984, not 1976. Not even 2001. It's 2023. And these backwards thinking assholes like this person and the person, let's be very clear, and the people who wrote this song. Because he is quick to point out, I didn't even write this song. Oh, baby, we don't care. I I saw people trying to like basically defend it. So here's the deal. To defend the song and the video. You know it's really funny? It made me think of the issue it made me think of Beyonce and the video for for Nation <laughs> so let's talk about the controversy for the for Beyonce's formation video you lit and just in case you want the lyrics to this, I know y'all know it. I'm going to try not to sing it when I, um. I'm going to try not to sing it when I say it. <clears throat> now, i not saying all of it, but let me just say this. Y'all hate us corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi, catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy, Alabama. Mama, look. See, I'm not. Okay. You mix that Negro with that Creole make a Texas, Bama. I like my baby hair with baby. I like my baby air with baby hair and afros. I like my Negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils. Earned all this money, but they never take the country out me. I got hot sauce in my bag, says. Swag. Sorry. Now. Mm-hmm, see this. Yeah, I'm not going to see y'all going to make me sing it and I'm trying not to sing it, but hmm. now that is some of the lyrics. <clears throat> Let's see. Let's see controversy. Formation is music. And this is from Wikipedia. Formation is music video and the performance at the Super Bowl received criticism from conservative figures, law enforcement organizations and social media users over perceived anti-police, anti-American, anti-racist messages. Former mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani, girl, called the performance outrageous, adding, I don't know what the heck it was. A bunch of people bouncing around and all strange things. It was terrible. Congressman Peter King condemned the formation video saying that no one should really care what she thinks about any serious issue confronting our nation. Canadian politician, Jim Jim Caragiana said that the Canadian government should investigate Beyonce and consider banning her from the country. Conservative commentator, Rush Limbaugh said that the song was quote-unquote representative of the cultural decay and social riot that is befalling our country. Conservative TV host Tommy Lauren directed a rant towards Beyonce accusing her of ramrodding an aggressive agenda down our throats and concluding your husband was a drug dealer for 14 years. He sold crack cocaine. Talk about protecting Black neighborhoods. Start at home. Beyonce requested to use 30 seconds of Lauren's rant for the formation world tour, but Lauren denied the request. Oh my God. I actually she could have gotten paid for that. That's stupid. An anti-Beyonce campaign was started on social media titled hashtag boycott Beyonce, which was met with a competing a hashtag. I stand with Beyonce. Yeah. For competing hashtag. I stand with Beyonce hashtag. As part of the campaign, an anti-Beyonce protest was held on February 6, 2016. Um, February 16th. 2016 outside the NFL headquarters citing the hate speech and racism in Beyonce's performance which encouraged a counter protest but to be organized in order to stoke unrest as part of the Russian interference in the 2016 US elections the Kremlin backed international research agency placed adverts on Instagram urging people to attend the protest only 3 anti Beyonce protesters attended while a larger counter protest gathered holding signs expressing statements such as pro black doesn't mean anti white The National Sheriff's Association linked Beyonce's performance to the killings of seven law enforcement officers in the U.S. That made no sense. Rutherford County Sheriff Robert Arnold banned shots being fired outside of his home on the formation video. Police unions across the U.S. encouraged a boycott of Formation World Tour. Outside Beyonce's concert at NRG Stadium, which is in... Houston on May 7, 2016, the coalition of police and sheriffs held a demonstration over the Black Lives Matter themes in formation. The protesters wore Police Lives Matter t shirts, held a printout of Jay Z's mugshot, and shone a blue light towards the stadium. President of the Tampa Police Benevolent Association, Vinny Gariciano, I hope I'm sorry, I might be pronouncing his name incorrectly, urged a boycott of Beyonce's music video and tour, however, to ensured that her content in Tampa would be properly policed. Other law enforcement organizations did not join the boycott, such as those in Houston and Raleigh, the latter of which voted unanimously not to boycott the tour. Now, here's the deal about this. Now, mind you, this is, they wanted to do boycotts based on her video and her performance, where she was literally paying homage to Michael Jackson. It wasn't a military, it wasn't literally, if, if you could do like the simplest of Google searches, you would know if you looked at the top, that is a that was a um, homage to Michael Jackson. The reason that we have the spectacular, big budget Super Bowl performances now, it's because of Michael Jackson. Before it was literally just some a, a marching band michael jackson became did a halftime show and all of a sudden it's like honey y'all gonna have to bring it and after that we have gotten prince may he rest in peace fantastic show Had the rolling stones paul mccartney beyonce several times we've had lady gaga we've had the big matchup with aerosmith um insane britney spears we've had j-lo v shakira we had miss rihanna robin fenty i love you girl um We've had some amazing, amazing, maybe one of these days we will have the man that deserves to have a halftime show. We should really have it is, oh, let's talk about the Dr. Dre, um, halftime show. Fantastic. Yeah. The man that I really want to see have a halftime show, Usher, also low-key Stevie Wonder. They would kill it. So the thing about it is, it's like Michael set the tone. It's because of him that now we, it's like, it, you better have a really good halftime show. For Rio. So there were a lot of people, they spoke a lot about this video because I think it was like, it was like, how dare she put up Black Lives Matter? She's a whole black woman. What are y'all trying to do? Um, I think she was drowning a police car. But some of these same people who had an issue with that, y'all ain't saying nothing about Jason L.D. You want to know why? Because one, Only for white people or white people who think like this, only their anger is righteous. Nobody else's. Y'all don't get to be, y'all don't get to be upset. You lucky we let y'all live here. As if our ancestors didn't literally bleed and die so that I could get on this microphone, say what I want. I can go to a restaurant and sit where I want. I can go and get a car. There's a lot of stuff, like literally every right that I have as a black woman in America, somebody had to fight for me to do it. It was not, it was like, let's be very clear. The Emancipation Proclamation was not done out of the kindness of this man's heart. He wanted to happen. Women's suffrage movement, it was not because they wanted to be equal to their partners. They just had an issue with black, free black men being able to do it. We have a prime parade that is now a, a raid. It was started because of a protest. Because black and brown trans women were tired of being treated like shit. Please do the Googles.
1: or the fuck? Because you know, girl, it's here.
0: Okay. I gotta, I gotta get off Jason L because I've talked about this way too much. Um, cause that's low key. It should be. I'm saying low key, but everything is high. It's like it's like ooh, so high. Second thing, Carly Russell. Now, this young lady. Everybody saw this happen. Carly Russell, a young woman, said so she called nine one one, said that she saw a baby on the side of the road. Then they heard a scream and homegirl went missing for two days. You saw social media rally to say, girl, bring her home. She went home two days later. There was no, let's talk about it. Like there was no statement from her, no social media. I'm like, she hadn't said anything. I kind of didn't care. I was just glad to see her come home. Then you saw... Then I saw the first group of people to poke holes in what they saw was us. White people did too. let does not even go there. Um, but I saw the people, and it's mostly because it's just the way my timeline is curated. I saw mostly black people doing this. Mostly black women, a lot of black, it was just mostly black people. I'm not even going to like point out, like separate the demographic out under blackness. It was just black people. Then all of a sudden people are like, you know she lying. This was a hoax. There's like nothing didn't happen. There was no child. You saw her parents get on the news talking about like she said she fought for her life. Which y'all should have realized that means she lied to her parents too. So now we're at the point where all of this has now come out that this was a hoax. There was no kidnapping. And then you see people doing this thing that they did with jesse now let me just say you this jesse lied allegedly Allegedly. okay y'all i need y'all help me out so i might want a carlos king allegedly merch i might need that i might need that maybe a hat i'm not going to want a shirt but i might want a hat says allegedly Allegedly. because i feel like i love that but allegedly jesse lied to The police. Here's the deal. I'm going to tell you why I was like, not like, oh my God, this is terrible. It was the Chicago PD. The police department who literally killed people and covered it up, allegedly. Who have ruined a a child's birthday party by going to the wrong address, allegedly. Yeah, he lied. He allegedly lied to them. I don't care. Y'all, it's really weird where it's like, after the police and all cops are bad until this, and all of a sudden it's like, you wasted it, and now nobody is gonna believe us. I was like, what are y'all talking about? And then I saw some of the same rhetoric with this thing with Carly Russell. Here's the deal. Anybody who is saying what I'm about to say is not saying that what she did is okay. Cause it's not. One, I'm not even thinking about the people on social media who just maybe shared it or talked about it or made content about it. I'm talking about them. Talking about the fact that your mama, you worried your mama for 48 hours because allegedly some dude was, your dude was cheating on you. That lung lady is under 26, if I'm not mistaken. Girl, she ain't, she hasn't learned yet. Drop that nigga right on off. Drop him off. You don't need, girl. You need to be like Khadijah you to these dudes. But to do this, it's like, girl, that girl was her team. And she's and she has issues that she's gonna have to sort out, really. So again, no one is saying that what she did was not, it's like that, it's not okay. Because one, I'm not like thinking about all this, and so not even, I'm not even thinking about me. Because the thing about it is the presence of the righteous does avail of much, right? I'm not going to like, oh my God, I'm like, if you did it for the right reason, you're like, girl, why you do that? Is it disappointing? Of course. But here's the other thing. Did it ever occur to anybody? What if she literally disappeared and unalived herself? We're acting like people don't do that. People don't say on social media, like, you know, goodbye world. And people find out I'm like, oh, yeah, they unalived themselves. Or, how about a dude who was very touched, little filming as he unalived the mother of his child? And it's like these kind of things happen. I'm going to say this, and I want y'all to hear me. Hear me very clearly. It is easy to opt out of something that you never truly opted into in the first place. For the folks that are sitting here saying, this is gonna make it 10 times harder for people to like care about black women disappearing. Y'all full of shit. This is the, like, seriously. Some of the folks doing this, y'all don't care about Black women in that respect either. If we really, as a consciousness, really, really, truly cared about the disappearance of Black women, there would not be a need for a Black Girl Lost podcast. There would not need to be a genre of Black girls and women missing. There should not be little, like, out there on social media with the the first lady of the United States, Michelle Obama, saying, bring back our girls. The Me Too movement that was started because of what was happening to black women should not have been a thing if we truly care. So y'all can miss me with this whole Carly fuck something up. She didn't. Y'all never truly opted into caring about black women, because guess what? She lied. Okay, there's still a good 80,000 80, black women missing right now. Y'all care about that? A black woman who was being a who literally got into an argument with a black man. That man physically assaulted her. Her son saw that and. She, Her son saw that, shot this man that was only beating on this woman. And by the way, there were adult men in that room. His wife or girlfriend or significant other was egging that shit on. Because witnesses lied about what happened, that woman and her son went to jail. They lied on that woman after they saw that man punch her repeatedly. As far as I'm concerned, that nigga fat, he fucked around and found out. Like all these don't talk about my mama. Don't talk about my mama. Niggas who are literally like, how dare he? Like you need to get that boy out of that town because guess what? Y'all saying, don't nobody my mama. You don't touch my mama. My mama over everything. I only let my mama. Y'all were solid. Y'all had to like, that nigga ain't had that shit coming. You don't put your hands on especially women or people
1: paying. You not fucking know because you don't know. Do what this man did? Absolutely not. But here's the thing.
0: Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Some of the same of y'all like Carly Russell fucked it up for everybody. No, she didn't. A lot of y'all remember this story. Um, so what's your barns? If you're from Baltimore, or uh, the surrounding areas, remember Felicia Barnes. Mm-hmm. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was not from here. She was coming to visit her family that lived up here. She disappeared from one of her cousin's places, couldn't find it. The family had been putting up, like, can you help us find her? They had like an LED billboard. You could see it from the highway. The city didn't pay for that. They paid for that. So she disappeared because she came around Christmas break. She disappeared around the 28th. They looked for her for months. So from December 28th up until like April, they, it's like the thing about it, the family had to do that. I think a couple of churches helped them pay for it, but they didn't start really searching, searching, searching. Until April. This this girl disappeared in December. They found this poor girl's body on April twentieth, twenty eleven. Y'all can miss me with those whole curly mess shit up. Because there's a there's a there's a Felicia Barnes in every city. And what happened to me? The girl was sixteen years old. They were not looking for her. So if you if you've lived long enough, you will know. Y'all saying that Curly screwed something up, please know. No, she didn't. There are little girls that disappear all the time. Black women who go missing and nobody looks for them. There was a woman that was trapped in a building. She had been kidnapped and she'd been sexually assaulted. Police weren't really looking for her. A passerby heard her and he the one who got her the fuck out of that house. Stop acting like y'all really opted into protecting Black women because y'all don't. And I'm saying the hashtag y'all. Please not write into me and say, no, I care. Girl, I'm not talking about you individually. But y'all kind of knew that already. The other part about this is that I notice Collectively, there's not a there is something mentally wrong and she really needs help. It's much like she a criminal, knock her ass up. So not only as a collective, we don't care about black women, we also don't extend sympathy and empathy to someone who literally has mental problems. We don't, as a collective. Again, because y'all don't opt into that. Y'all act like we don't know that. I do. My heart breaks for Carly Russell's family. Because here's the very big thing. The people that should be extremely upset It's her fucking family. Because that's what she told them. Her mama deserved to literally smack the piss out of her. I would not be surprised. The person that really should be hurt and mad is her family. You worry your family. Because of some raggedy ass dude. And what's worse, y'all ready to throw the book at her about the place that y'all said y'all want her thrown into the system that you said is set up against Black people. It's so funny how that teeter-totters, you know? Funny. Funny ha but not funny, not funny ha-ha, funny weird. How we'll lean on the system when there's certain things, Right? I get it. People get really mad when they start to care about something on the surface. It's very shallow. And then they're like, oh my God, am I boo-boo fool? No. Carly Russell was one person. She embarrassed herself. She hurt her family very deeply. There are more Black women, I suggest, you definitely find this out. People get sent home. People are don't make it home. Young girls disappear. Police are like, oh, they must be bad. They must have just ran away. Our girls get sex trafficked. People are like, oh no, they must have just wanted to do it. Yeah, because manipulation and grooming don't reach black girls, right? Do what like, um. Do like a time to kill. Close your eyes. Pretend she's white. See how easy people will actually care them. The last thing, y'all, it's not fun, is let's talk about the just hilarious of it all.
1: (sighs) Now, Here's the thing
0: about this. Let me say this. Disclaimer, Jess represents herself. She, does she have the Baltimore lingo? She sure do. Um, She's. She probably say Doug and it's like, it's fine. Um, Jess Hilarious is a comedian. I don't want to say allegedly because she does say she's a comedian. I'm not going to say allegedly. Um, she decided to respond to a video that a trans woman put up about womanhood and menstrual cycles. So I didn't realize this was a thing that happened to Jess Hilarious. So apparently Jess Hilarious had been for a while had been mistaken and I didn't realize this because I was like, what? Um, before she had gave birth to her child, people joked that she was a she was a trans woman. And that literally bothered the literal shit out of her. Um so she it, it really bothered her to be how dare you think that I was not born a woman. Um, It is so weird to me. I I know. I know y'all I'm over 40. The amount of, girl, what? The thing about it is As fine as some trans women are, because one, I say trans women are women. I've said that. I still say that. For some women, that is like the biggest insult to say, how dare you think I used to be born a man? I need women like her to grow up when it comes to that rhetoric. I don't even know how to explain this to you. Um, because the thing about it is, that's not an insult. It's hurled as an insult, but just really, she has issues when it comes to that. So a trans woman. And I see the thing about it is the clip is what was going around. And I think it was a larger conversation. Because it was about womanness and essentially, because from what I've been seeing, because I haven't seen the whole video, is that the woman that was speaking was taken out of context. However, comma, a lot of trans folks also did not really say, yes, yeah, she was totally right. A lot of people have not. They're saying she has kernels of points here and there. So it's about menstrual cycles and womanness. And they're like, and I think she said, cishet women do not own that. And I find it very interesting that it's like, how dare you say we don't own it? It's like, because now that we have more language because I don't think she was trying to say trans women. I think she was speaking to the fact that non-binary folks, trans men, they have menstrual cycles because some of them were born female. So they actually menstruate as well. Hormone blockers can work up to a point if they are doing, if they're if they are, they're not. They were trying to include trans men and non-binary folks, but it turned into, let's talk about trans women. It's like, wait a Well, here's the other thing. When it comes to womanness, if you are saying what well, makes sure you as a woman is if you can bear children, please talk to the millions of women who cannot. Does that make them less women? What about the women who no longer have a menstrual cycle? Did they stop being women? And I'm talking about the women who were born, who were born women and also identify as the gender that they were assigned at birth. I'm talking about those folks. I'm talking about people like me. If they don't have children, if women don't have children or no longer menstruate, are they not women? Just because then it's kind of like when you mentioned that it's like the goalpost keeps moving. So it's kind of like then the folks that you kind of knew what they were going to say and I'm glad they did Um, because I'm like, yeah. So T.S. Madison who I enjoy, and by the way, she is somebody who's literally talked about the growth of her thinking and how she carries herself. She don't carry herself the same way she did like 10, 15 years ago. She has grown up. So she put out a tweet a few days ago that said, there are so many quote unquote real women that get mistaken for being quote unquote transgender. I'm putting in quotes because she put her tweet in quotes, y'all. Women, stop that. And that's where a lot of the anger comes from. I do hope they take a good look at how transphobia affects all women because it does. A biological woman, a woman that was um, assigned female at birth, was actually killed because, I'm sorry, unalived, my bad, um, because a man thought that she was a trans woman. I want y'all to hear me that again. A woman who was assigned female at birth and identified as female for her entire life was unaligned by someone who thought she was a they thought she was a trans woman and was like angle for me. Transphobia does affect all of us. I can get into the colorism. I could talk about body. Like if you are a darker skinned woman, you are automatically seen as more masculine. Just hilarious. Serena Williams had this issue as well. Serena is so fucking bad. They literally thought it was like they made jokes that she used to be a man. You don't think she would have told you that by now? She really, truly won. It's none of your business. But if she really wanted to tell you, she probably would have. But also, please recognize the fact that it's like because she is over a certain size, her body is bad. And you're, oh, yeah, by the way, she was winning. Caster Semenya who was born, he was signed female at birth because her white counterparts were complaining about how well she was doing. They were like, she has to be a man. She had to be, I'm sorry. She has to be born a man. She cannot be a, a she had to have been born a man. That's how well she did. So, let's talk about this. They questioned how well she was doing. It really was white women. It's like, they basically said it wasn't fair. Ketha was beating the brakes off their asses and they said that's not fair. They made, and the thing about it, I think, let me see if I can find it. Because essentially... Miss Semenya is an intersex woman with a 5A reductase 2 deficiency. She was assigned female at birth with XY chromosomes and natural heterogematic testosterone level. So because she is intersex, I'm sorry, it... For anybody who doesn't know, because I had I'm like I I wanted to look at this because it was like she was assigned female at birth and that's who she identify as, But intersex people are individuals born with any of several sex characteristics, including chromosome patterns, gonads, or genitals that, according to the Office of United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, do not "quote unquote" do not fit typical binary notions of me of male or female bodies. So they teeter totter in between. But Cassie was assigned female at birth, and that's how she identified. She didn't stop identifying. But because folks are like, oh, she has to be a former man to like win, and that's not true. Also, Cassie's not a unicorn about this because it happens to a lot of different people. But she's an intersex woman. And they still, um, I don't know, a lot of people may not remember this about Sierra, the singer, Sierra. They used to make jokes about Sierra that maybe Sierra also used to be, I'm putting this in quotes, quote unquote, used to be a man. That happens to by, like, literally women who, um, this happens to cis head women all the time. So watching cis women not defend trans women, I'm like, this is the issue. That's the issue. Because people are, oh, you like, like, if you're a heavier woman, you're a darker one, you're seen as more masculine. If you're dark skin, you're seen as more masculine. Y'all act like y'all don't know this, but I feel like y'all do. But you know, it's whatever. Um, just hilarious, and the folks who agreed with just hilarious, and mostly the women, I'll say this. There was a time where we said, masculinity so fragile, when you heard men talking
1: way wild shit
0: about women. Mm-hmm. Take it from someone who's been here on this planet for 40 years. My femininity is not that fragile. A woman wanted to identify as the the gender that she is most comfortable with does not threaten my femininity or me being a woman. And it shouldn't threaten yours either. But it's easy to punch down than the easiest to punch up. Because you're not going after these men who are unalaving trans women. You're not going after them. You're not going after the patriarchy. you punching down. We should be punching up, but it's easier to punch down. And it's sad and it's pathetic. Women like Jess who have that kind of mindset are pathetic. Yeah, I said it. You're pathetic. And you need to grow up. If a woman identifying how she want to feel is threatening to how you identify Baby, you need to like sit down, Go get a coupon code, get on BetterHelp, go get a journal, read, go drink some water, touch some grass. I don't care what you need to do, but baby doll, we need to be pulling each other up, not punching down, especially when trans women definitely be standing up for black women. I'm sorry, let me say this. Trans women stand up for cis hat black women all the damn time in spite of a lot of us not doing the same thing. Sound familiar? How black women stand up for everybody? Nobody don't stand up for us?
1: Sound familiar?
0: And we keep doing it. Because it's like, who going to pill me up quicker than a black woman? Cis or trans don't care. Trans women or women. Kind of don't care what y'all think. If your femininity is so fragile, you need to take a very long self. You need to do some reflection. Because let's be very clear, dear Black women, you do realize white people, white men, white women, did not respect our femininity. Because we were slaves. We we're like, y'all not real women? They literally would not let us identify. They literally wanted to say, y'all not real ladies. Black women have never been ladies of leisure. Indigenous women have not been ladies, of, like non-white women. We have not been ladies, most notably Black people. We've never, Black women have never been ladies of leisure. Please put a time. So, If your identity has always been in question, who are you to actually punch down and question? How about you drink your water and mind your business? It should not be Laverne Cox, who literally magnanimous to somebody like Jess Hilarious, still listened to her. Why does somebody gotta be nice to you when you really don't give a shit about them? Because let's be very clear, Jess, the demographic that you're sending dog whistles to about when y'all gonna stand up for us, you do realize they don't stand up for you either. The demographic that you're probably yoo-hooing to, yeah, they were in the room where the Black man literally punched a woman two or three times until her son stood up for her. Some of that demographic was at an event where a man said something derogatory, but put it in as a compliment. And then he started getting wild and aggressive and they said nothing. Nothing. A woman got shot
1: and they made jokes. And that nigga did it,
0: allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to hear it. That's sad and pathetic. And I need y'all to grow up. Please stop punching down on others in our community. Baby, we got to stop that. Nobody as beautiful as T.S. Madison, Hope Giselle, Laverne Cox, Angelica Ross, they should not be wasting their pretty on none of this shit from y'all, especially Jess Hilarious. The same Jess Hilarious who literally tried to get a man put off a plane, not because he was doing anything suspicious. He literally was existing. How white of you. And then wanted to express to Laverne, like that wasn't fair. That it- and then also got into an argument with somebody, called him a gay slur and then said, I don't know why y'all was upset. Y'all saying, you're saying it to Laverne. I mean, I was only trying to hurt him. Here's the thing. Slurs are for whole demographics of people. So you use a slur, you hitting everybody. Asshole is gender and race, ethnicity, religion, uh, political, it's neutral to everybody. You saying a slur and then say, I was only trying to hurt him. It's like, baby, you do realize the people that may be cool with you may look at you and like, wait a minute. So you mad at this dude. You said to him, what you gonna say to me if we fall out? See how that work? This is what happens when you think. I can just say this shit and it's just gonna hurt one person. No, baby, it shines a light on you. It's like, If you so easily to say these words, it's like, huh, I guess it's part of your vocabulary, huh? The thing about it is, if y'all literally keep caping for people who have not really demonstrated all that growth, cape for the people who have the growth, who've actually dictated and you can see by their actions that they have grown. The thing about it is that video is maybe a few months old. I'm not sure why this came out now. I'm not exactly sure and I kind of don't care. I'm not, I drink my water and mind my business. Y'all should do the same. Please, the thing about this, why are we not extending sympathy and empathy to people in our own demo? Because we all black. We under, I'm talking about under the umbrella of blackness. I want no, I don't want no trans person, no queer person, no Muslim person, no Jewish person. I don't want anybody suffering, but let me just say this: under the umbrella of blackness, why? Are we punching down? We all black, we get punched down on every fucking day. Why are you punching down? Why are you returning the favor? You are uh don't pay it back, pay it forward. You should be getting out there and saying, Look, injustice somewhere, <laughs> injustice for one is injustice for all. Come on, y'all. We can do better. We can. But again, my again, my femininity is not that fragile. Y'all shouldn't be either. Especially when you enjoy the entertainment. You enjoy the entertainment of queer folks, but you don't like queer people. You enjoy the entertainment of trans folks, but you don't like trans people. Kind of sound like a certain demographic who really, really like football, but didn't like when the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers decided to kneel because of racial injustice. And all of a sudden it became like certain dog whistles because certain demographics only like black athleticism. They don't like black athletes. See how y'all sound? Y'all sound like white people and how they talk about non-white people, people different than them. Baby, we can do better. But if you need to hold on to this thing, that says a lot about you. Not trans folks. It says a lot about you. And the thing about it is, we are not owed education. Especially when there's so much out there. There are books. There are people who literally take their emotional labor and should be paid for it, some of them do, some of them are not, to actually educate people and to watch people literally just act like the information not there. People have not said anything. It's sad. There are activists out there. There are people with podcasts. We have the Girl Down podcast. We have Marsha's Plate, Queer Walk, Stop acting like people are not on here trying to educate y'all asses. I'm sorry, not uh, y'all asses, us. They're trying to educate us so we can be better people. When you learn, when you know better, you do better. Baby, we got to do better. Stop highlighting people who literally have not demonstrated they've grown. Eddie Murphy is one of the funniest stand-ups I've ever seen as delirious the first five to ten minutes a little bit cringeworthy because girl but after that honey hilarious it still is Edward he could be Edward I don't know I might It might be Evan Eddie Murphy flat out said he would never make those jokes again and he said it's because I've grown I'm a father I'm a grandfather I don't make the kind of thing I was an immature stupid man He was barely 30 years old. He's like, I was an idiot. I would never make those jokes again. And he don't. Again, when you know better, you do better. We got to become better. Because we have the stuff. We are descendants of movers and shakers, kings and queens, orators, evangelists. We are ancestors of mighty, a mighty, rich culture. Whether your culture is from the shores of Africa or the shores of the Caribbean or just the shores of the Chesapeake Bay, the black demo is very, very powerful. But we ain't powerful if we're trying to fight each other and we're not fighting the real enemy. White supremacy, patriarchy, every phobia and ism out there. Those are our real enemies, not each other. Jess needs to do better. But as long as y'all reward bad behavior, she's not going to. Baby, we got to grow. I think we got a show. So... (laughs) <laughs> welcome to the mocha Minutes podcast thank you so much for listening august is coming up it is now leo season it's my time to shine girl please 365 i shine but leo season is my time i got my on. Yep, yeah, i do i do it's our time i literally found out that my one of my favorite aunts she's a leo I didn't even realize this, and I'm like, "Oh my god, she's a Leo." That's why, I, that's why I fucks with her. That's my boo. I fucks with her heavy. That's my baby. My dad, <laughs> my dad always said I acted like her.
1: Oh I'm like,
0: no, I do kind of act like her. I, I really do. I ain't gonna hold you. I really do. But he said it all the time. You just yeah. her. I'm like, yeah, cause we we don't take no stuff. Cause we Leos. Um. But y'all, this is the Mocha Minutes podcast. Let me get back on my stuff. Let me say this. Please, please, please like, share, and subscribe. Please, if you can share this this episode. Also, if you'd be so inclined, buy me a coffee, buymeacoffee.com backslash Mocha Minutes. Y'all, I I took a break, but the Patreon is coming. I might be adding these thoughts to the Patreon. But again, thank y'all so much for... Listening, thank you. And I can't believe I'm saying this; haven't said it hasn't in a well. while. I will see you next week. Bye. Saying, you know, when they're struggling on that date, the big girl is going to be the one that's going to step up more. See, this is a terrible take by that young lady in the yellow dress because men don't settle for big women when they down and struggling. If bros with a big woman, it's because that man love big women. There ain't nothing wrong with it. That's that man's preference. But it'd be other women that are single and bitter be questioning, how can that big girl get a be in a relationship but I can't get a man? Because you over here looking down on this woman thinking she don't got no confidence when in reality, big women be having the most confidence in the world. You come across a big girl, let me tell you, she thinks she the baddest girl in there and that's respectful on her end not trying to come at nobody but she gonna think she's the baddest woman in there and i ain't mad at you but see that's how you can tell when somebody hating because she herself looked the way she do but she probably knows some big women that are happy in relationships and she questioned why those men are with her little do you know
1: big women are to take care of their men saying you know when they struggling on that date the big girl is going to be the one that's the-